Still more Banyan stuff. 21st of September, 2020. Oh, the joys of modern technology. Nicely into my blog, and dear old blogger decides to hang and lose everything I've just written. So, once more, unto the breach, dear friends. I'm starting this blog with a small proviso. The most of the photos in this instalment are garnered from the recesses of the World Wide Web, and often their provenance and copyright are lost along the way. So, my apologies. And incidentally, if you'd like me to try and describe the photo content, please leave a comment. Like much 18th century clothing, for the Banyan we have to rely on a few extant garments in collections dotted round the world and on painted images, usually portraits of intellectuals and thinkers. One thing that always comes across in these in, is that these were clearly comfortable baggy garments. Some, like the first image, seem to have been somewhat structured and others are very simple T-shapes. There are one or two patterns out there on the web and the one most commonly referred to seems to be the T-shaped. I'm not a great fan of this T-shape. I have fairly sloping shoulders and there always seems to be too much fabric gathering itself at the neck. So I shall be using a folkwear pattern I've been adapting for ages for shirts and the like. They're Egyptian shirt number 104. The Folkwear website is well worth a visit, by the way. www.folkwear.com Following on from my last entry, I dyed the Indian chintz lining material with tea, Earl Grey, should you be interested, and am pleased how it came out, just knocking back the brightness. Very grateful I have a large Belfast sink in my laundry room. The fabric's on the thin side, so I'm interfacing it with some soft cotton curtain lining, a slow and mildly tedious operation, but it's nearly done now. Then I shall use those pieces to cut out the silk brocade. That's nail-biting. I shall also take the opportunity to use the same pieces to cut out a sort of short padded lining that can be buttoned in for winter. Luckily I have enough of the chintz to do this, as well as some well-washed cotton domet. Once I have those pieces are cut out though, I can in fact put them all to one side and get on with sewing up the lining and outer layer. At a very rough estimate, a good 40 yards of hand sewing, and that doesn't include tacking. I must be mad. But hell, why not? I have plenty of time on my hands, and I can do it!